Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. We're studying in 3rd John, and this will be our second Bible study in the book of 3rd John, and honestly, uh, it's broken up perfectly into four sections. I uh, have an old Schofield Bible in front of me, and Dr. Schofield did that many, many years ago, gave us four distinct divisions to this 14-versed book, and so I'm following those. In last broadcast, we talked about the personal greetings of John to Gaius, this man who is uh, leading this church in what I believe might be the absence of an actual pastor. We find problems in this church. We'll talk about down the road where some are trying to uh, take upon themselves authority that is not God-ordained, and because of that, they are corrupting and they're using it to make themselves over individuals. We'll get into that next time, and but I believe that we find a church here in a transition period. Now, I gave a little word on that last broadcast. That is a dangerous day, a dangerous season in the life of a local church when they do not have a pastor. And the problem is men who have been servants and men who have been uh, submissive to the pastor, once there is no pastoral leadership, sometimes they're thrust in to these positions where they have to take a little bit of oversight, and if we're not careful, we'll run wild with that, and we'll go further with that than God intends, and it can cause all kinds of trouble. There is not supposed to be a multi, multi-headed monster running a church. So we have to guard against it. Now, thank God for most of these uh, dear men that make up pulpit committees, you know, sweet servants of God, uh, deacons, trustees, faithful men, whatever it may be that are on their staff, whatever it might be. But I do know from time to time, and I'll say it like this often, that those kind of things cause so many problems in the church. I think ideally a shepherd ought to sort of choose a shepherd. I think there's a lot of trouble that comes in whenever you leave it up to sheep to have a popularity contest over who the next shepherd's going to be. I think it's wise for the shepherd to kind of direct his flock in choosing the next shepherd. And so anyway, we find that going on here in 3 John. Now, we talked about it last broadcast, the crowning, uh, uh, um, uh, I guess, the crowning achievement for a Christian is to find that those that they have led to Christ, those that they have mentored, are now following through. They are walking in the truth. In fact, John said, I have no greater joy. He said, I tell you what brings me joy. Not that you're the most uh, well-rounded uh, uh, singer, not that you're the most dynamic preacher, not that you have the largest or fastest growing bus route or Sunday school class, but that you in sincerity are obeying the Bible and walking in truth. Now, I like that because all of us can do that. Not all of us can preach, not all of us can sing, not all of us can build something or grow something. We're not dynamic in that respect, maybe. But all of us can obey the Bible and walk in truth. And John said, I tell you what, that's what pleases me. I'm not in it for the show pony. I'm not in it for the flash. I'm not in it for the tangible. I I like the fact that you walk in truth the truth. Now, in our second division, we have uh, uh, four verses that deal with 
ministering to the brethren. Now, you and I who are Christians ought to be hospitable. I'm glad that our Savior was hospitable. I'm glad that he was found even with those that most in the world would not want to be near. I mean, he made his a place with those that some would say, you know what, they're not worth my time. I'm not going to sit at meat with that crowd right there. But not Jesus. Why? He was a hospitable individual. And because of that, you and I ought to be uh, willing and uh, able and uh, even in a hurry to entertain people. Now, minister to people. Let's read these verses together. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers. So there just opens it up that we're to be hospitable to those that we go to church with or those that serve the Lord, but we're also to be hospitable to those that maybe we don't know that well. They might even not could perhaps be uh, unsaved people. We should uh, we should have hospitality toward all. We should not be a respecter of persons. James wrote about that and warned against it, admonished us not to do it. But we ought to treat everybody, rich and poor, known or unknown, serving in the ministry, maybe not even in uh, not even in the family of God. But when we have opportunity to be good to somebody, we ought to be good to somebody because being good to them in that fashion is being godly, right? It's following in the footsteps and the example of our Savior. Verse number six, which have been born witness of thy charity before the church. Now, here's a statement. These cra- this crowd, Gaius has been faithful and hospitable to those who've been traveling through, apparently, traveling Christians, missionaries, pastors, whatever they've been, they've been ca- passing through. And uh, th- they may have been persecuted brethren fleeing their area to find a place where they could have religious liberty. I don't know. But in any event, Gaius had extended gracious hospitality to those that were in need. He'd made them uh, maybe a place to sleep. He'd provided them with some meals, maybe given them some financing. We just had our mission conference and brought in several families that are traveling to foreign fields. And what did we do? We tried to be hospitable. We gave them a love offering. We uh, took many of them on for monthly support. We encouraged them or tried to while they were here. We provided them with a hotel to stay in and food and gifts and different things. That's in the Bible, the Bible example. You and I are supposed to be hospitable toward people in that fashion. So that's Gaius here in these verses. These brethren had moved on maybe to Ephesus where John was, so John has been able to hear their testimony. They came to John and said, I tell you, that fellow over there uh, in that church over there, he is a blessing to us. Boy, he was good to us. Boy, he sure did love and nurture us. He he was he, he was better uh, than good to us. He took care of us. And John, as the pastor there in Ephesus, heard a testimony. Maybe they testified to John's church, how the uh, people there, Gaius, especially had shown kindness unto them. Now, we don't know exactly where Gaius is, but we know that these people passed through, and they'd made it to John and told John that Gaius had been good in their life. Now, he said, uh, uh, Whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Now, the apostle may have been encouraging Gaius to continue his ministry of gracious hospitality as others would pass through. He said, don't stop with that crowd. You keep being gracious to the next crowd that comes through. Be good to them. Bring them forward on their journey. Now, that could mean actually escort them on their journey, but maybe it means this, provide them with what they need to make it. Provide them with what they need to get to where they're going. If it be raiment, give them clothing. If it be finances, give them money. If it be food, provide them provision. 
Whatever it is they need, you give it to them. Can I say that's the kind of church that I'd want to pastor? That's the kind of church that I want to be a part of? And uh, I travel a lot to preach. That's the kind of church I want to go to to preach, the kind that knows how to take care of those who are passing through. You and I should never be guilty of being greedy. Uh, We should never be out for gain or whatever, but we ought to be guilty of giving, uh, I mean, just exorbitantly to those who pass through. You say, well, I don't want to ruin them, and I don't want to spoil them. I don't want to give them a big head. I promise you, you won't. Because for every place that's good to a missionary, every place that is good to an evangelist, every place that is good to a visiting pastor or a people that passes through, there's going to be a thousand more that just don't give them anything. I mean, they don't give enough money to make it down the road. They don't give enough to buy a Big Mac across the street at McDonald's. So don't you worry about being too uh, generous. You'll never be too generous. God wasn't too generous with us, right? He wasn't worried about it. He was overly generous. He wasn't worried about being too generous. God, God gave us His Son. we got to give good things to those who pass through. And John said, do you treat people like that? You'll do well. You'll do well slapping a $100 bill on that preacher's hand. You'll do well. You'll do well getting them a nice hotel room, not putting them up in the slums. You'll do well. You'll do well giving that preacher's wife some money to take her shopping, buy her some dresses. You'll do well. Verse 7, because that for his namesake they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles. So these traveling guests of Gaius, uh, he had entertained them. He uh, helped them through the ministry. And maybe they were missionaries, I don't know. But uh, because of that, they went forth for his name's sake. They didn't have to go to the world to get what they needed. They were provided it through this church, these Jewish Christian people. Uh, They helped them. So these Christians didn't have to receive aid from the secular source because the spiritual source was meeting their needs. These traveling servants of God sought the good grace of of only the Christian brethren as they came through, and they met their need. That's the way it ought to be. The church ought not have to go to the world for a bailout or a handout or a leg up because you and I are too stingy, too tight right, that we won't be a blessing to other people. I want to challenge you who are listening. If you're a pastor, you got to train your church this way. If you're a church member, you got to be a, a part in this. But let's make sure that we take good care of those servants of God that pass through our ministry. God has given us the opportunity to be a blessing to them, be biblical, and to treat them well. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.